You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Supreme, or chief, evil spirit, is the devil. Also known as Satan, the serpent, the father of lies, and other names. But he is the number one. Supreme evil spirit. Evil is the antithesis of godliness. Satan is about doing that which is in contrast to the will of God. That's what he's about. He's about doing that which God opposes or tells us not to think, say, and do. That's what he's about. He uses... Things and people to carry out his desires. The head of some of the biggest concerts is Satan. When you hear about a whole lot of chaos going on, even though you may not see him up front, Satan is the primary cause. Again, when you hear about ungodly stuff going on, Satan is involved directly or indirectly. He will use whoever allows him space. I want to show you something that Jesus said about Satan that that you have to get in your being. Go with me to John 8. John 8. And 44. John 8 and 44. Ready? You are your father the devil. 
and the desires of your father you want to do. Now, he's talking to humans, but understand this. There are humans that want to do what Satan desires. They're that connected to him. Jesus goes on to expose Satan. He says he was a murderer from the beginning. And you, you remember he calls death to come to Adam and Eve. First, spiritual death. He calls the connection that they had with God to be severed. Remember God told him, he, say, he said to Adam, look, in the day that you partake of this fruit from this tree, you will surely die. And Satan, who is also, again, known as the serpent, persuaded Eve to partake of what God said not to partake of. She did, and then she gave some of it to her husband. And the moment they did it, spiritual death happened. Their connection with God was severed. It was severed. And that's the reason Jesus says here, uh, again, he was a murderer from the beginning. And, and notice this, and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father or originator of it. He originates lies. There's no truth in him and he comes up with lies. No truth in him but Satan is Genius at making something sound true to the point to where you have folk in church and outside of the church that will believe a lie. Let's just be honest tonight. Just, just ask somebody, have you ever believed a lie? Because it sounded true. And, and so you just, you believed it because it sounded true. You didn't try to investigate it. You didn't try to find out. You, you heard it and, and you, just, you just believed it. And, and some of us ha have believed a lie that somebody told us on somebody we love or one of our brothers and sisters. They said it so convincingly that, that before you even talked to the person, you believed. And behind that was Satan. He is the originator, the father of lies. And again, he, he don't care who he uses. He don't care if you're in the church. He'll use whoever yields him or herself to him. If you want to yield your tongue to him, he'll use that tongue. You want to yield that mind to him, he'll use your mind. He'll take your mind and just use it. But Jesus again said, there is no 
truth in him. But he'll make stuff sound like it's true. Yes, he will. He'll make it sound like it's the truth. He, he, he uses people to say certain things with a straight face and know they're telling a lie. That's Satan. That's the devil. Y'all all right? But let's look at a couple of more traits of Satan. Let's go to Luke, the eighth chapter. Luke chapter 8. I'm hoping somebody going to get mad at the devil tonight. And, and change for the better. But notice Luke 8 and 12. He talks about people that receive the word of God. And this is what he says. He says, those by the wayside are those who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts. Lest they should believe and be saved. There was a parable about the word of God. You can see that in uh, Luke 8 and 11. But, but again, he says, people hear, but then the devil comes and takes the word, notice, out of their hearts. Your mind. Your thoughts. Your words, your acts. She been walking that fine line. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> cause her to stop walking that way. She been speaking about her healing all month long, but today it's gonna stop. And he'll come and he'll, he'll take the word out of your mind, out of your mouth, and out of your acts. And sometimes he, he'll take it out by causing you to doubt. By causing you to stop Walking by faith and start walking by sight. I mean, he'll do just simple things like, you know, it's been 30 days since you got that prophecy and it ain't happened yet. And where you've been confessing it, confessing that God going to do what he said for a whole month. Now, all of a sudden, he done got your attention and you start to turn what he said. And remember, Jesus is already exposed, there ain't no truth in him. See, once God sends forth his word, it ain't going to return unto him void. It's going to happen. But see, Satan, no, if I can get it out of them, it ain't going to happen. 
So my thing is I, I got to get it out of the prophetess, the deacon, the minister, the praise singer. I got to get it out of them. And, and look, at, look at the goal. Look at his goal. Less they believe. See, believing is a process. It's not just something you do initially. You, you got you to gotta stay in that vein. Let's stay believe and be what? Saved. Remember, remember salvation is threefold. God delivers. He protects. And then he causes you to prosper. He got to his his thing is I got to stop the process. I I, I got to stop them from believing before they mess around and start prospering. Man, she gonna mess around and get her heart's desire if I don't hurry up and steal this. She shouted on that word, that word in her. But I got to reach deep to get this shot. But I'm I, I'm gonna have to work on her. And he'll have some of his demons. To come your way. May even use your cousin to stop by. To sprinkle a little frustration on you. Lest you should believe. And be saved. He'll have you saying stuff. That's completely God, or in contrast to what God told you I don't guess God want to do it why he said why he say he going to do it if he didn't want to do it you talking like devil remember the devil does in contrast to what does said God it ain't no hope why? Because of what you see. Remember now, Romans 8, 24 and 25 says in part that if we hope for what we see, that ain't real hope. Real hope is when you hope for what you do not see. Then you wait for it. How? With patience or endurance. You just hold on until God does what he said he would do. It's a process. It's a process. But the major manipulator, the major evil spirit knows how to get to you. And that's by causing you to doubt what you done you have received. Or by taking out of you what God put in you. Stole something God created just for you. That's what a rhema is. It's your word. It's yours. Put it on the table just for you. And the enemy got the nerve to steal what God created just for you. If that was a person, you'd pull out your knife. 
you'd be highly upset. Some folk allow Satan to steal and they, they, they don't even get upset about it. Ooh, got to take it further. Let's go to Acts, uh, the 10th chapter. You got to get mad at the devil. If you, you had $50,000 and knew Brad stole it. You'd be mad at him. And you would try to get it back. Well, Satan done stole stuff from us that's worth more than $50,000. But some of us still ain't got mad at him. We got to get mad at the enemy. I said we got to get mad at the enemy. And do what the Lord did. The Lord, the Lord kicked him out. Yeah, we got to cast him out when we recognize that he is there trying to steal from us. Got to kick him out. But notice this, Acts uh, 10, 38. Ready? It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. And with power, talking about Jesus the man, who went about doing good and healing how many? Who were oppressed by who? He healed folks that were oppressed by who? The devil oppresses folks. The devil oppresses folk. He causes folks to worry, be upset. He causes trouble to come their way. All of what I just said defines oppression. He oppresses. And, and his, his oppression can be so severe to where they're going to get your deliverance. It's through Jesus. There are folks who, who for years have been oppressed by Satan and trying to use pills to stay calm Ought to help them out. But the only real deliverance for such a person is the anointing. Notice how many Jesus caused to be healed from what the devil was doing. All. All. But we have to recognize when, when our worry, our being stressed, and so forth is the money. 
and allow God's anointing in a setting just like this to destroy it. I say in a setting just like this to destroy it. Because most of the time it wasn't him laying no hand on nobody. It was just him using the word. And when he used the word, folk that received the word were delivered. And some of us know the word delivered. Put up your hand if you know the word delivered. Tell somebody, I have heard the word. And got my deliverance time I heard it. You can get oppressed by a demon. You can start worrying because of a demon. Everything, everything in your life going pretty good. And then all of a sudden you just start feeling bad and you thinking about something you ain't even got no business thinking about. That's demonic. You constantly worrying about something you have no power over. That's demonic. The enemy will oppress folk. I said the enemy will oppress you. That's the reason Paul told the church in Ephesians 4 and 27, don't give no place. Notice the text. No place to the devil. Don't give. He, he told the church this. Now understand this. If you are spirit filled, the devil can't get in you. The devil cannot get in you if you have the Holy Spirit. Spirit. The devil is not powerful enough to cast God out of you and take God's place. Remember who, who got kicked out of heaven? Satan. Why couldn't he stay there? Because God kicked him out. Now, you know I'm using figur figurative terms. But, but understand this. When he told the church, don't give no place to the devil. We have to understand what that means. Three things I, I, I want to give you. That plays means based upon the text. Don't give no plays to the devil. Number one, don't give the devil or demons nowhere to stay, reside, or live. He can't get in you. But if you got a whole lot of foolishness going on at your house, he can stay right there at your house. 
I can't get in her, but I'm sure going to be right here on the porch where, where they always got a whole lot of foolishness going on. I can't get in her, but that messy daughter she got upstairs is a different story. Don't give no to who? Don't let him stay at your house. Let's break it down a little more. Look at somebody say, don't let the devil in. Don't give him no place to stay. No place to stay. Second, don't give him some of your time. Because he'll do to you exactly what he did to Eve and you give him some time. He'll try to strike up a conversation with you. I say he'll try to strike up a conversation with you. And he knows how to, how to communicate in a way that will cause you to give him your full attention. And get this, by talking godly stuff. Remember what he said to Eve. Hey, has God not said that uh, y'all don't need to eat from that beautiful tree back there? Is that what he said? Yeah. He said we do. We're going to die. <laughs> you believe that? You believe something that beautiful will kill you. And, and then the Bible says when she looked at how beautiful, how nice it was while listening to his words. Because after he told her how beautiful it was and she got to look, he said, you, you, you ain't going to, surely that ain't going to kill you. Oh, modern term, go on and take a drink. What one drink going to do? Ain't nothing wrong with you having a little buzz. You've been stressed out all week. And you believe in the spirit, and so that alcohol just got a little spirit in it. He will fix it up. He'll study you just like he studied Eve. He had to study her. You know why? She was flawless. She was completely flawless. He had to study her situation in order to, to work on her the way he needed to. 
He tried to do the same thing with Jesus. He, he watched Jesus for, get this, he watched Jesus for 40 days. Knew exactly how long he had been fasting. And, and knew exactly who he was supposed to be. Or uh, who he was, the son of God. Hey, you hungry? You know you've been out here fasting for, for 40 days? Yeah. Damn, you, you the son of God? Because see, the son of God equates God. Son of God equates God. Emmanuel, God wealth us and so he he asking you hungry now if you're the son of God you you got power to turn these rocks hey because he, he was he was trying to work on his human side because when you hadn't ate you hungry you can't hide being hungry. Now, some of us can't hide being hungry after one day of fast. Forty days of fast. Yeah, he was God, but he was forty days. You ain't ate nothing, and you in the wilderness ain't nowhere around to eat, and you do have power to change some stuff. See, Jesus understood, I can't, I, I can't do what you're telling me to do. Because if I do what you're telling me to do, you my master. See, that's what you got to understand. When you do what Satan tells you to do, you are putting yourself in the position of him being your, your master. So what, he, so what he used on Adam and Eve didn't work on the second Adam of Jesus. The reason being the second Adam was a word man. He stuck to the word. Every time Satan tried to put something on him, it is written. He stuck to the word. I got to move on, but tell your neighbor, you got to stick to the word in order to deal with Satan. Say that to one more person. You got to stick to the word. That's the only thing can check Satan is the word. You can't fight him with your fist. You can't elbow him. You got to put the word on him. Again, in Ephesians 4 and 27, he did not want the church to give place to who? The devil. The devil. Don't give place to, to Satan. Do not allow him to come in. Don't allow him to come in because if, if he come in, some terrible things going to start to happen. I said if he come in, some terrible things going to start to happen. Y'all hold on. I'm almost done. I got to show you something though. Let's go to the book of uh, 2 Timothy. Where I think I want to go. Lord have mercy. Y'all still all right? 
Well, let's go to 2 Timothy. And let's work with this for a minute. Second Timothy 2, chapter 2. Second Timothy 2, and the last verse of verse 26. Second Timothy 2 and 26. It's going to start off a little awkward, but, but hold on. And notice the word in very carefully. Ready? And that they may come to their senses. And escape the snare of who? The devil untrapped. A snare of the trap. He done trapped. And they done, they done basically lost their senses. Doing stuff that don't make no. Satan can trap you and you'll start doing stuff that don't make no. You'll start doing stuff that you know better than to be doing. You'll start thinking, talking, and acting like you ain't got no sense. Because Satan ain't trap you. You know you ain't got no business at your unsaved sister's party. And you dance to music you know demonic. Now, now your answer to doing it, I got caught up. No, the devil trapped you. He trapped you. And you, you started acting out of your mind like you didn't have no How many have, have ever did something and you know it didn't make no sense what you were doing? And see, this is one of the reasons. This is not the only reason now, but this is one of the reasons right here. I mean, look, look, look at this right here. This, this is very powerful right here. And, and look who he's talking to. A pastor. About what Satan will do. Notice again, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil. And notice this, having been taken, help me, by, to do is what? You my prisoner, and you're going to do what I tell you to do. And folks, they say they ain't got no power. Somebody got some power right here. <laughs> he take folks captive. I, I, used to, I used to listen to saints in, in church, and the devil would be laughing at them, saying, you ain't got no power. I'd be like, and Satan be like, hmm, yeah, you just keep thinking that. I want you to keep thinking I ain't got no power. But I'm going to turn you every which way but loose this week because you so naive, you don't think I got what I'm going to use on you. 
but you will hear that throughout the church. Satan is power. He ain't got no power here. You got somebody that has been dealing with humans for thousands of years. Say to your neighbor, Satan is nothing to play with. That's the reason Paul said again, give him no. Give him no what? You can't play with him. You can't play with him. You, think, you can't think you, you Holy Ghost headquarters. You above Satan. No, you're not. I just read to you, well, I just quoted to you where he went after Jesus. And do you know if he'll go after Jesus? He'll definitely come after you. Of course, he won't come after us. He'll send his demons to deal with us. We cast the devil out all the time, but truth be told, we need to be dealing with his, his demons. I don't even know if he ever been to Carroll. I don't, I don't know if Satan ever been to Carroll County, Douglas County. He, I know he probably ain't been to uh, Fulton County or Atlanta. But I don't know if he even came to the country. But I know point blank his demons stay in Carroll County. And Douglas County. See, Satan ain't God. God can be everywhere at the same time. Not Satan. Now, Satan can go places <coughs> quickly. But he can't be everywhere at the same time. Because you remember in Luke 4, he took Jesus to the mount and showed him the world in a moment of time. So he can be somewhere very quickly. But he's not God. He's not omnipresent everywhere. But you have to understand that if you think he's something to play with, he'll put you in a snare, hold you captive. And notice again what 2 Timothy 2 and 26 says, to do his will. I'm going to use you to cuss out your pastor. I'm going to use you to, to tell your husband how low down, dirty he is and how nothing about him. And you're going to do it this evening after dinner. I better read this verse one more time. <laughs> Second Timothy 2 and 26. And that they may come to their help men and escape the what? Of the devil having been taken captive by him to do his what? And notice what he says. They done been captured to do his will, but he does point out to Timothy that they can escape. How can they escape? Because God in his sovereignty says in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, with the temptation, 
I'll also make a way of escape that they may be able to bear. He'll cause a way for you to come out of the trap that Satan has put you in. That's how we got saved. Because <laughs> in hindsight, yeah, he, we, we was his captain. Oh, yes, we were. We, were, we was his captain. We would talk about the sin we were going to do. I'm going to get high. I'm going to go to the club, and I'm going to look for such and such, such and such, and, and I'm going to take her to the such and such, and such and such, and we're going to stay there until dawn of the morning light. Don't even act like you don't know what I'm talking about, and don't even act like you ain't been there. Yes, you Hey. Who's prisoner? Satan's prisoner. Doing his will. This section right here got real quiet when I said that. Say your neighbor is real. But he makes a way of what? And so Paul, again, tells the church of Ephesus, don't give no place to the devil. James gives a powerful key to, not, to what we need to do in order not to give Satan or demons place. This is my last scripture. Let's go to James chapter 4. And I'm going to be done. James chapter 4. Y'all got real quiet on me. Because you're listening, I hope. That's a real passage, ain't it? James 4 and 7. Ready? Therefore... Submit to who? God. And of course, God equates his word. How do we know that? John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word. So God is his written and. Therefore, submit to God. Submit to the word. What you hear, submit to that. What God tells you on a Wednesday morning when you ain't in church. Submit to that. What God tells you when you're out of town, submit to that. Or yield to it. Say yes to it. Submit to God. Resist who? Resist. Say no to it. Do what Jesus did. Put the word on it. That's the main way to resist him, by putting the word on him. Say no and then put the word on Resist the devil. And notice how powerful submitting to God and resisting is. And he'll what? He'll flee. He'll go. He'll leave. Now, he's going to come back, but if you do that, he's going to what? So, say to your neighbor one more time, don't let the devil in. I'm done. Let's get a lot of hand to praise.